Jesus Christ is the light of the world. Stay with us, Lord, for it is the evening. Let your light scatter the darkness. Joyous light of glory.
Let the incense of our repentant prayer ascend before you, O Lord, and let your loving kindness descend on us, that with purified minds we may sing your praises with the church on earth and the whole heavenly host, and may glorify you forever and ever. Amen. You may extinguish your candles and be seated. The psalm is Psalm 8, printed in your bulletin. Uh, I'll do the antiphon, and then you'll start with number 2. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens? Out of the mouth of grace and mercy and mercy, you have ordained strength because of your Consider your heavens the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you him? For you have made him a little lower than the And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him grand dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen. Even the beasts of the field. The birds of the air and the fish of the sea. Right past to the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. your glory above the heavens. The 
The Old Testament reading is from the 55th chapter of Isaiah. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain come down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Here ends the reading. The hymn is hymn 54.
Divine service begins with the introit on your uh, sheet and then with page 137. We stand.
Let us pray. O merciful and eternal God, Heavenly Father, who didst cause Thy Son to endure circumcision and to be made subject to the law, that we might be redeemed from the curse of the law, we beseech Thee, grant us grace to become partakers of this redemption and thus obtain eternal salvation through the same. Thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the Holy Ghost, one true God, world without end. The epistle for the circumcision of our Lord is from the third chapter of Galatians. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you, as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is the word of the Lord. Thy holy name and the triumph in thy praise. Thou, O Lord, art our Father, our Redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I believe in one God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, 
being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
sermon's text is from St. Luke 2, verse 21. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is our text. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 1, 21, Joseph is told by an angel that Mary will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Then, Matthew cites Isaiah 7, 14 as the prophecy which fulfilled, the one which said, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a name, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. And finally, Matthew mentions the naming for a third time in five verses when he writes, And Joseph did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, I fully understand the importance of prophecy and the facts that it must have been a virgin who shall have a son. But the importance of the name, this naming, seems a bit overdone. Now, of course, the child needs a name, but is it that important? I mean, is there a need to be speaking of the naming with every mention of the birth? And St. Matthew is not the only one with an advanced theology built around the naming convention. So also, Luke Luke also does it. And he does it not just with Jesus, but also with the birth of John the Baptist. The angel says, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And with the naming of John, there's a controversy regarding what to name him. The relatives are expecting, even demanding, that the baby boy be called after his father, but Elizabeth is insisting on a different name. We're told no one in the family has the name John. Now, their time period is far from our postmodern silliness. You didn't just pick a name because it sounded nice or misspell it to be cute. The family goes over Elizabeth's head and appeals to her husband, the head of the house. Surely Zachariah would want to call the name of this boy Zachariah. But no. St. Luke 163 records, and Zachariah asked for a writing tablet and wrote, saying, his name is John. And so they all marveled. When it gets to Joseph and Mary... And the birth of Jesus, St. Luke also records the command to name him, the Old Testament prophecy, and then records the actual naming itself. All three of these, and I'll I'll not recite it, it's very similar to St. Matthew's account. I do, however, need to mention that the naming of the child is connected with the circumcision of the child. John receives his name at the circumcision, and tonight we gather on the eighth day of Jesus' circumcision and the bestowing of his name. 
Now, God's command in Genesis chapter 17 is to have every male child circumcised who had reached the age of eight days. But if you read it, it does not include a command to name or to rename someone who is being circumcised. But due to the relative importance of the naming, as I just showed you, you might have expected that the naming would have been included in the God-given right for circumcision, and, and it isn't. Most prominent, though, is the fact that the same chapter, Genesis 17, which directs the circumcision as a sign of the covenant, also includes God's changing the name of Abram to Abraham and Sarai to Sarah. And God explains the reasoning for Abraham's name, saying, I have made you a father of many nations, not just exalted father, but a father of many nations. And for Sarah, which means princess, God said, I will bless her and also give you a son by her, and then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of all nations. Kings of people shall be from her. So you might think, once again, based on the example of the name change for Abraham and Sarah, that it would make sense to connect a new name with circumcision. However, Abraham's 13-year-old son, Ishmael, he was circumcised. His name wasn't changed. In fact, I doubt that all the males in the Lord, in Abram's house, had, had their names changed. I mean, can you think of the confusion that would have resulted if everybody got a different name? No. That, that's not where it comes from. As Lutherans, we have to return to our catechetical training. We have been taught the distinction between an example and a sacrament. Baptism and Lord's Supper are sacraments because they have the command of God and the promise of forgiveness. The example of a biblical person doesn't merit our repetition. Simply because Jesus was born and laid in a manger doesn't mean we ought to provide mangers for our newborn children. We don't dress in camel's hair and eat locusts just because John the Baptist did it. But circumcision, at least for the Old Testament, was commanded, and the naming was not. But there's a reason. There's a reason that Abraham and Sarah were given a new name. It was not to be an example for us to follow, but a promise that God was going to send a Savior to their descendants. Abraham is our father in the faith. And circumcision was a sign of God's covenant to send a Savior out of one of his children's children. And Sarah, who did not give way to fear, is our mother in the faith, as it says in the New Testament. God is directing our attention right to them, that we might trust in God's covenant, which he made with Abraham, the father of a great nation, and makes him into a great nation, doesn't he? The holy Christian church. When Zechariah and Elizabeth, when they, their child was born, 
and then he was to be circumcised, God wanted again to direct people's attention to this child. When we hear of the old age of Zachariah and Elizabeth, it reminds us of Abraham and Sarah, and it directs our attention so that we begin to go, wait a minute here, we know something's going on, and God is beginning to use them. The announcement of the boy's name is by the angel, which comes from God himself, and so it lets us know that God is intending to use this child in a special way. The baby's boy, boy's name was John, which means gracious. We know that this graciousness of God is that he might prepare the way for the Lord, that we would receive him by the preaching of the law and the baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And so the naming of of John draws us our attention to that, for the Savior is coming. And when we get to the naming of Jesus, then on the eighth day, the day of his circumcision, it's not overdone at all. No, in fact, circumcision itself is finally fulfilled with the coming of Jesus. When Jesus is circumcised, the promised covenant to Abraham finally reaches its end. It's been going and going and going, and finally in Jesus and Jesus alone, we finally have the one. He is designated as the baby boy who is going to be the one who saves his people from their sins. It is through Jesus that our sinfulness is cut off and cast aside. It is through the seed of Abraham that the nation of God's church, the many nations, is constituted. It is through Jesus that we receive the promised land of heaven. You see, it is at the moment that Jesus' blood was shed in fulfillment of the covenant that we learn just exactly who this special child is. We learn that by the shedding of his blood, he will save his people from their sins. Therefore, the covenant of circumcision was designed to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. And when the Christ has come, we no longer need the tutor of the law, No, we have the Christ, the fulfillment of all these things. We have the one who is named by God himself. And so tonight, Acts 4, verse 12, summarized it quite well. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Create in me, page 
Lord Jesus Christ, thou Savior of the world, who being made man for our sakes did endure the circumcision of the flesh, to satisfy the demands of the law and the eternal justice of God by thy perfect obedience, that we might obtain the forgiveness of sins in thy name. We praise thee for thy goodness and glorify thy marvelous works for our salvation. And we beseech thee to count thy perfect merit unto our faith for righteousness and to plead our cause when our misdeeds rise up to testify against us. Teach us to reverence and faithfully to use thy word and the blessed sacraments. Cleanse us daily from our sins with thy precious blood. And grant us the true circumcision of the heart and the spirit that we may by faith be consecrated as instruments of righteousness to thy service. Give us grace to withstand all temptations and with pure hearts and minds to follow thee, loving the thing which thou commandest and desiring only what thou hast promised, that among the manifold changes of this present world our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Sustain us in our trials, keep us in the path in which we should go, and hereafter receive us into the kingdom of thy glory. Amen. Almighty God, we ask that you would be with uh, Barbara Sandersfield and the family of Jim Sandersfield, who died of a heart attack on December 26th. Uh, he is a relative of uh, Walter. Uh, we ask that you would uh, comfort them uh, with that one who was sent to be our Savior from sins. We ask it through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty Lord, our God, Holy Father, we give thanks unto you that during the past year you have so graciously preserved and defended us. We beseech you, grant us a peaceful, joyful, and blessed new year. With fatherly kindness, keep and bless us in body and soul. But above all, grant us grace, that with the old year we may put off also the old man of sin, and put on instead the new man, which is renewed in knowledge of the image of the holiness of the Creator, until we shall be translated from this old world into the new Jerusalem, where with new voices we shall glorify you, world without end. And salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. 
For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory. That's seeing you in the person of your Son. We may be drawn to the love of those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name. Evermore praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of Sabbath, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, Lord of heaven and earth, we praise and thank you for having had mercy on those whom you created, sending your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood, as he bids us do in his own testament. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Oh,
to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. O God the Father, the fountain and source of all goodness, who in loving kindness sent your only begotten Son into the flesh, we thank you that for his sake you have given us pardon and peace in this sacrament. We ask you not to forsake your children, but always to rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that we may be enabled to serve you constantly. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Bless we the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.